Siyata Dishmaya. Now let's continue in our learning about our Shema uh, Tefillah. Bezrat Hashem with Hashem's help. Okay, so we're on the third passage of the Shema right now. And the third passage reads, And so, and my master spoke to Moshe saying, Speak to the children of Israel and tell them to make for themselves seats in the corner of their garments throughout their generations. And they will place with the seat seats of each corner a thread of blue. And it will be to you for seat seats. And you will look upon it and you will remember all the commandments of my master. And you will perform them. And you will not turn after your hearts and after your eyes, which cause you to go astray. In order that you will remember and perform all my commandments. And you will be holy unto your God. I am your master, your God, who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am your master, your God. So here, the first two passages of the Shema focuses on the mitzvot of loving God, teaching Torah, putting on tefillin, affixing mezuzot, and serving God throughout prayer. And each of these mitzvot evoke a critical part of our relationship with Hashem. So loving God is understandably the essence of our relationship. Teaching and learning Torah are much more than intellectual experiences. They're a spiritual encounter between our people and our divine teacher. So in the words of the daily morning blessing, God is a teacher of Torah to his people, Israel. Tefillin placed on the arm reflects over every action and deed. You shall bind them for a sign on your arm. And tefillin placed on the head symbolizes the holiness of our thoughts. And they shall be an emblem between your eyes. So together, tefillin on the arm and head represent the totality of the Jew in our deeds and in our thoughts. Mezuzah is a reminder that wherever we reside, whether our dwellings are unpretentious or upscale, the sign of God's presence is upon them. And finally, in the second passage, we encounter the imperatives to love and serve God through prayer. And this, of course, is about the close relationship each of us can attain with Hashem. Now here, the third passage of the Shema is all about reminding us of our mission, both individually and collectively. It's essentially focusing on two mitzvot, tzitzit and remembering the Exodus. So the common denominator of these two mitzvot is our obligation to remember and never to forget. So the mitzvot tzitzit, it's not only to recall mitzvot, it's to lead and inspire us to performance. And one of the origins of the word tzitzit is peering. Reminding us to focus on the tzitzit as we recall all the mitzvot that they represent. And this progression of focusing on the tzitzit and remembering the mitzvot in order to perform them is highlighted in the verse. And you shall look upon it and you will remember all the commandments of my master and you will perform them. And so what's the vital connection between this third passage of Shema, which features the mitzvot of tzitzit and remembrance of the Exodus, and the first passages of Shema, which specify the mitzvot of love of, of God, of Torah learning, tefillin and mezuzah. The third passage of Shema is the reminder of all the 613 mitzvot in the Torah. In fact, according to some interpretations, the 613 is represented in the letters of tzitzit. The numerical value of the letters equals 600. And when you include the eight strings and five knots of the tzitzit, the total is 613. And so there are, of course, many interpretations of this mitzvah. So one of the most famous ones focuses on the techeles color, a bluish hue of one of the strings. So why is this colorful string such an important part of this mitzvah? It's because the blue dye is similar in its color to the sea. 
and the sea is similar to the sky and the sky is similar to the sapphire stone and the sapphire stone is similar to the throne of glory and so here the Talmud is utilizing a very contemporary psychological tool called association so when we think about a certain articles we often make associations with events related to them and when you enjoy a bowl of soup made with your late grandmother's recipe you may conjure up memories of your grandmother and when you attend the wedding of a close friend and the band plays one of your favorite songs that you haven't heard in years, it evokes memories and you feel very sentimental. So the esteem mashkiach of the Mir Yeshiva, Rav um, Yerucham Levovitz, applied this concept of association to his Talmudic passage. And so when a pure and positive individual focuses on the techeles of the tzitzit, he sees not only the beauty of these blue threads, but he associates them with the higher levels of blue the sea, the sky, the bright sapphire stone, and God's heavenly throne. In a split second, the power of meditation and association uplifts, uplifts the individual. At the end of the third passage, we find Hashem's declaration that he took us out of Egypt. And the mitzvah to recall the exodus is to acknowledge everything that God did for us when he delivered us to freedom. And the ten plagues, the crossing of the Reed Sea, the giving of the Torah, and the daily miracles we experienced in the desert for 40 years. So many of the mitzvot that we perform commemorate the exodus. And the Exodus was a transformative experience for the Jewish people. Emerging from slavery to freedom melded us into a people with a holy mission. We owe everything that we are as a people to God. And so we remind ourselves daily of these experiences. So what then is the connection between the first passages of the Shema to the last one? That we are creatures of habit in a captivating physical environment. So we often perform mitzvot without any real feeling or motivation. We get into the habit of performing mitzvot robotically without any emotion. And we need ongoing reminders to alert us to connect to the inner meaning and spirituality of mitzvot. To elevate us from our lethargy towards higher aspirations. And the tzitzitz which alludes to all the 613 commandments, is the ultimate reminder mitzvah, in order that you will remember and perform all my commandments. And so, where it says, speak to the children of Israel and tell them to make for themselves seats on the corners of their garments throughout their generations. And so, two questions arise from God's command to make fringes. Seat, seat. What's the significance of these fringes? And what's the reason that they may, may be made throughout their generations? And my beautiful women, my students here, this is for you to teach and also share with your husbands and your sons because it's for you to know this so you can teach them as well. So think about it. No other article of clothing is specified for the layman in the Torah except seats. And the mitzvah of seats will never vanish. It's meant to be observed in every future generation. Why? As the saying goes, clothes make the man. And the individual defines himself by the clothes he wears and their style, whether at work, home, or shul. So when the Torah commands you to wear or a person to wear seat seats, it's telling you that your daily wardrobe should include a four-cornered garment with specific fringes to remind him that he's a Jew and he has obligations. And sit sits is the only prescribed clothing a layman should wear to remind him that whatever he does, and wherever he goes, he must be mindful of his role as a Jew. And this mitzvah tzitzitz is eternal and has meaning and purpose for every Jew in every generation. Society often challenges the, the Jewish way of life. And we have to stand up to identify ourselves as Jews. In fact, in Egypt, 
One of the ways that Jews could be distinguished was through their clothing. Unlike the Egyptians, the, their dress was modest and appropriate. And this practice stands in stark contrast to clothing in societies throughout the ages where the moral standards were much lower. And they became a nation there in Egypt. And this teaches us that they were distinguished there. Their dress, foods, language differed from the Egyptians. And where it says here, make for, your, make for themselves seat seats on the corners of their garments throughout their generations. And they will place a third of blue with the seat seats on each corner. Armies votes are prescribed for all generations. So why does the Torah make a point of using the expression throughout their generations? In reference to seat seats, the mitzvah of seat seats can be divided into two parts. So ideally, one should wear seat seats composed of both white and blue techeles strings. However, over the centuries, it's been most difficult to obtain the techeles dye, which is a secretion of a rare sea creature, the hilazon. And the first part of this verse, the Torah recognizes the practical difficulty of obtaining techeles. And the rabbis declared that one who does not have techeles has still fulfilled the mitzvah. So the vast majority of Jews throughout the generations have made their tzitzit with white strings. The end of the verse, and they will place a thread of blue with the tzitzit on each corner, describes the ideal periods when techeles will be accessible. And it says, and you will not turn after your hearts, after your eyes, which cause you to go astray. And so one of the most important attributes of tzitzit is that it protects us from sin. When we focus on the tzitzit and remind ourselves of all the mitzvot it represents, we're vigilant to avoid sin. The Torah expresses this protective value of tzitzit. You will not turn after your hearts and after your eyes, which cause you to go astray. And on this verse, Rashi shares with us that the heart desires what the eyes see and the body then commits to sin. So some have said that we can learn much about our underlying motivations that cause us to do evil. When it comes to committing a sin that we desire, we often acquiesce to it because we have not built up within ourselves the willpower to say no. We rationalize our excuses to commit the sin. And what is this verse teaching us? Is that when your heart is telling you to sin, no matter the rationalization, don't listen to it. When your eyes lead you to desire, don't turn after it. And when your body pulls you to sin, don't give in. Sin is passing and misvot are everlasting. And so here in this passage, in order that you will remember and perform all my commandments and you will be holy unto your God. The ideal for every Jew is to recognize God's presence. Wherever we are and wherever we go, God sees, hears, and monitors our every thought and deed. Shall he who implants the ear not hear, and he who forms the eye not see? This awareness and consciousness are the beginning steps on the path of return to God. But since we live in a physical world, we need tangible reminders of our obligations as Jews. Sitzit is one mitzvah that reminds us all the mitzvot. And even sitzit, will not achieve its desired effect if we simply wear them and don't spend any time, quality time, focusing on their inner meaning. And what's the ultimate purpose of wearing seats? The Torah answers, to be holy unto your God. One might say to himself, holiness is a goal beyond my reach. I'm not a sadiq or a very pious man. I say, I'm a simple Jew who cannot aspire to such a level. And this verse tells us that any Jew who focuses on the meaning and mission of the Jewish people, represented by the seats, can become a holy person. And through all this inclusive mitzvah and others, we all can become a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And now here it says, where I am your master, your God, who bought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God, I am your master, your God. Why is God's declaration that he took the Jewish people out of Egypt to be their God mentioned here? The entire passage is devoted to the mitzvah tzitzit. 
But yet the statement is to notify us that the mitzvah tzitzit is not an end to itself. It's a reminder of our obligations to fulfill the commandments, all of them. So why do we need, why, why do we have commandments? To bring us close to God, to have a lifelong relationship with Kadosh Baruch Hu. If the bluish Tehillah reminds us of the sea, the sky, the sapphire stone, and ultimately God's throne, then every mitzvah is in its own way, has the capacity to bring us closer to God. And this final verse of Shema begins and ends with these three words. I am your master, your God. Our personal relationship with God and our mission as the Jewish people is underscored by those few words. We are his servants and children. He is our master and father. So my lovely, wonderful ladies, go share this with your children, your sons. Share this with your husbands. Share this information so they understand the value of what they're wearing, the value of even having CC, and how much it can it, it can bring upon a person the ability to protect them. There's a, a Rabbi Nachman also mentioned in his books, um, and Likudei Moran that if one just looks at the seat seats, a person can even cleanse his eyes from 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 uh, images that he thought that he may have seen throughout the day. It's even a cleansing. It's it's beautiful to look at the seat seats. I mean, it's it just magical. It's like when we look at the candles on Shabbat and when we look at the candles on Hanukkah, it has a cleansing. It has a, a magical thing. Looking at the seat seat does wonders, does cleansing. It brings a lot of kedusha into the neshama. The neshama loves to look at this mitzvot. Go and share. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen ve Amen.